0: to the moves room everybody we were trying to get a guest we did not get a guest they'll be be here at some other time it's just the og3 yet again
1: again uh, i feel t- like we do this in cycles they get a lot of og3 and then they get a lot of awesome guests and then they're stuck with us again
0: you know and i'll take the blame a hundred percent i i i am still on paternity leave i'm at home with uh, the child and he takes a lot of time a lot of time. Oh
1: yeah, let's get a brief uh baby update there, Joseph. I'm sure the listeners are dying to know.
0: Dying how to things know. Are going. Well, at uh, uh, the day we're recording here, he's 11 weeks old, Lachlan Armstrong, doing good most of the time. You know. Sleeping uh, through the night? Not sleeping through the night completely. Oh. He's been consistently waking up once. That's good. That's not too bad, That's I don't Getting think.
2: better. Yeah,
0: getting better one day I'll have sleep again, like, like a normal person, maybe. And right about then we'll probably, probably have another kid. Have another so. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and I can confirm Lachlan is very cute. He's
0: adorable. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a good, yeah. A he good must thing. get all that from his mom. Yeah. It's definitely not me. Definitely not me. Like I said, I mean, we run a podcast on purpose face for podcasting, right?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's all of us for sure. All right. Well, today we are talking about something we kind of mentioned in the last episode. We wanted to get to some repro and we're going to start with the traditional method of heat detection. That's that's our repro program. Heat detection, who's in heat, breeding whoever's in heat. And I think we can talk about this both on the beef and the on the dairy side a little bit, but we'll start with the dairy. We've been using this forever. You know, it's nothing new. Of course, Bradley's saying we'll come in here eventually you know we're gonna put yeah. a sensor in it of course of course and and, and we're gonna get to that because bradley has all the toys up there that he can talk about uh but yeah i mean this is this is nothing new obviously people know about it uh, whether you're using chalk or paint or kmars whatever whatever you're using to identify animals in heat or you're just visually watching which a lot of people are doing that as well especially on the dairy side when you're talking about heifers I will
1: say one word of caution, though, on just, you know, observational heat detection. I've been to so many dairies where they go, oh, yeah, we all take turns or we all watch for heats. We're all in charge of that. If anybody says we're all doing it, you know what that means? (laughs) Nobody is. No No one's doing it. So I'm, I'm always a proponent at the very least, do tail chalk or, you know, do something because just depending on hoping that you catch, you know, a mounting event when mm-hmm. you're walking through, that's that's not going to be effective enough, in my opinion. No, I and think, I am no repro expert by any means.
0: No, I think you're right. Em. I, it, there's there's a lot of times when someone says we're all doing that, it's not happening, uh, and it, and I see that with lameness as well. Oh, we all watch for lamenesses. Well. No, I think it's important to either set aside time or have a set protocol for lameness. It's the same thing for repro. If you're going to be watching heats, there has to be scheduled time to do it. So most of the studies are saying if you spend between 10 and 15 minutes three times a day, you can pick up 95% of the animals in heat. That's just watching, no chalking, no nothing. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty good. I think, you know, now that's a lot of time when it it adds up, that's 45 minutes of your day, you're looking for heats. And that's why we get into chalking and doing other things.
1: And if you have one person that can be the designated observer, then by all means go for it, but don't, don't tell me it's everyone's job. It's no one's job.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yes, I, I mean, Kmars is walking and chalking. I think that those are big things. I like, you know, personally, I love. I, I, there's something nice to me about walking and chalking, especially when you get into massive amounts of animals. I'm biased though because I, I like seeing the animals locked up because I get a chance to look at them, uh, and, and see other things besides just walking and chalking. Uh, I can, I can look at teats, I can look at feet, I can do all these other things and notice who's sick, and it becomes part of your fresh check and and all your other things that you're doing. So. I like walking and chalking. I've never been a big fan of KMARs. Some people love them uh, or anything that sticks to the back like that. I don't know what you're using up besides activity monitors or using anything else, Bradley.
2: Yeah, we do. Estrotech patches. Uh, that's a brand that we use and they've used here for a long time. And they're yeah, they're just like a KMAR or something like that. They're, you, you put them on the back of the cow and and they you know detect heat they turn orange when or different colors when they somebody else jumps on them so uh, they're not perfect uh, but they give an it, it's just a, another tool to use uh, for that i might recommend those maybe for smaller herds too you know we we talk about talk uh, chalking and all of that well you know what if you have a tie stall barn or something like that where you're milking 100 cows well maybe you should use some patches or or other methods to detect that kind of heat if you're not a big, big enough size or don't have a freestyle barn or something like that. Patches may work for, for those type of herds.
0: And I think there's definitely situations where all of these things can work. For heat detection, I guess we should go back to the, the absolute basics uh, just to make sure how to tell if a cow's in heat and which cow is in heat when there's two cows that are screwing around and one is mounting the other cow who's actually in heat. And that, that's, it's, it seems like a funny thing to bring up. I know, I know you guys are giving me like stupid looks right now, but (laughs) the amount of times I've been on a farm and that has come up where the person doesn't know which cow is in heat or they're, they're thinking that it's, it's the cow that's mounting, you know, that's, that that's jumping the other cow that the cow that's jumping is in heat, and that's not the case. It's the cow that's standing there, right?
2: Stands to be mounted. It could be. Sometimes it's both of them.
0: Could be. Could be. That's where <laughs> it gets tricky. You got to be watching.
1: But you know for sure the one who's standing to be mounted.
0: Uh, yeah, so I know that sounds super basic. and I- I'm sorry, we just have to throw that out there just to make sure everyone knows that. You know, uh, I-,
1: I think it's important you bring it up because yeah. I think there are a lot of people who don't know that or who always assume that it's just both cows.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Or, you know, yeah. So I I don't think there's anything wrong with bringing that up. Right. It's one of those things that we aren't willing to admit we don't know. So we just kind of fumble through life trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah. And I, I think so. the majority of people know that. That's I, I, pretty common knowledge for the most part. But yeah, just in case someone's out there, maybe we just changed someone's life. Just maybe. completely changed it.
1: Maybe. So besides mounting, uh, what are some you know. other signs? From the cow,
0: so, so the big one is, is increased activity, just in any way, right? They're they're moving more, um, bellowing or whatever you want to call it. They're vocalizing. Some of them get really pushy uh, when you're in the pen. Uh, they'll come find you and lick you and push you around a little bit. That's that's the big thing. And then you know, clear discharge from the back end. Those are all signs of heat. It's one of those things where, like, if someone's been doing it for such a long time, they get so good at telling who's in heat, uh, and they don't. I mean, it, it. They don't even really have to think about it, and they just know that cow's in heat if you do it long enough. It's just a numbers game, and that's that's where that's why the activity monitors work. When we're talking about uh, pedometers and things like that, that's why they can tell. They can. They just see an absolute increase in activity, and it's a huge spike on the graph. Uh, the other methods were were depending on someone mounting that animal to show us if there if there's a heat.
2: But what's the reason why we don't watch for heats anymore? Because
0: you put a sensor in it?
2: No, because most people think they don't have time to do it. True, true. Right? It's labor, labor, yeah, labor, it's labor. That's the big thing. Oh,
1: absolutely. in my mind,
2: I, I in, in my mind, I think it's labor, and we yeah. all we've all done it. It's part of the reason why we put a sensor in it out here
0: exactly and, and that's
2: it is it all is
1: sensors all the time baby all of them
0: all the time exactly well i think you know that we've, we've kind of I, I don't want to like i, I love heat detection because it, it, it it's a big piece of a, of a repro program it, it this might be a surprise to everyone listening but if an animal never sees semen it can't get pregnant it,
2: what? Come was, on! I just have a I have a preg report right here that says I have a cow that is pregnant and she has never been bred.
0: No, no. So <laughs> if, you, if that they don't tell,
1: like immaculate. You, you know. tell
2: me something
1: is going on.
0: Yes, if a cow doesn't see semen, she can't get pregnant. So I mean, that's why I I harp on heat detection quite a bit because it automatically affects your pregnancy rate. Right? Uh, if you don't have good heat detection, you will not have good a good preg rate. It's just part of the game. So heat detection. There's the manual ways to do it. Now we've 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 mentioned it several times now. Brad's putting sensors in it. That's the way that he's chosen to solve it. Especially oh, I when it had comes no to later. idea
1: you use sensors, Brad.
0: <laughs> exactly. Way right. too many. Brad's of them.
1: cows wear more jewelry than I do.
0: Exactly. It's borderline. I saw your jewelry collection Instagram. It was. A huge board of earrings.
1: Yes. Well, and I actually, I downsized. So I, I probably got rid of about half of my jewelry collection.
0: And then, wow. that's what was left after you yeah. got rid of half? Yeah. Holy buckets. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, it, anyways.
0: Anyway, cows, anyways. cows at, Brad's, at Brad's place wear a bunch of jewelry. We're not here to talk about a specific product. We're here to talk about activity monitors
2: in general. Go ahead, Brad. Away I go. Away he goes.
1: Yeah, buckle up but, everyone.
2: Exactly. Well, I should tell you why, why, why did we switch to sensors? You know, they they were becoming quite popular in the dairy world and we're not the only ones, you know, there's a lot of people, you go to a lot of dairies now and they have some sort of activity monitoring system. And that was really why the people put them in was for breeding purposes, you know, cause they measured activity and increase in activity for cows. Probably means that she's in heat, not always, but uh, we uh, have had a sensor system here since two thousand and thirteen, so we've been really breeding our cows with it for seven almost eight years now. Was it easy to start with? no, not at all. Our uh employees sort of they didn't really want to believe in it uh, early on, so we still use patches, we still use patches today. I see activity systems as just another tool. It's kind of like, you know, using patches or chalking or something else. I see them as another tool to aid in heat detection because they're not perfect by any means. And it depends on the the herd and how the system acts. You know, we have a pasture-based herd so our cows have a lot more activity. So we tend to have a lot more false positives in our herd than some other herds. So there's lots of nuances that that go along with these systems. When you think about them, there's many different kinds. There's collars, there's ear tags, there's boluses you can put in a cow, you name it. Uh, people have figured out how to uh, make an, uh, Accelerometer out of it and and make a heat detection system. So, I will tell you the the benefit that that I have seen in in all of our sensor systems that we have had, that helps us on the return cows, and it's it, it's not helping us on the cows that are really in heat. You know, it's the cows that we don't see at ten o'clock at night that are in heat because nobody's out checking heats at ten o'clock at night, like I suspect on many dairies. So we're we're catching those cows that are heat late at night or early in the morning before we milk. And I have really seen a benefit in our heifers. And I think people could see lots of benefits in their heifers because most people, some dairies raise their heifers somewhere else off site. Our heifers in the summertime are two miles from the barn. We don't go down there all the time. So uh, we have a sensor system that is solar that can reach those heifers two miles away and beam back the data and we can catch those heifers in heat, so that's where we've really seen it uh, our, we We do much better with our heifer breeding now because we're using that as a tool instead of you know visual because we don't have we're not going to sit down there and watch heifers all day long. Right, you don't heat, have so. that
1: visual yeah
2: right so oh, that's yeah. that's where we've really seen it.
0: I I think heifers is my favorite place to use an activity monitor system, and, and and mostly because of what you said, Brad. The time, or and or where the heifers are makes it almost impossible to catch those heats. And the solution, unfortunately, for a lot of dairies is that's where you see a lot of these bulls on farms is they're bull breeding heifers, and bull breeding heifers. If you're talking about genetics and advancing genetics on your farm, is is not the right way to go if that's that's your goal. So yeah, I love this system in heifers. I think it's awesome. There's not the added complication of having to walk to and from the parlor that adds to some of the activity stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. I think it's perfect for heifers and I've seen a lot of repro programs turn around uh, by putting an activity monitor system in when it comes to heifers. The biggest thing that I see that I've seen struggled with with these heifer, with the heifer systems, is that the the database and the program and the collar needs a baseline. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, you can't just put it on and have it work the next day. That animal needs to be wearing that collar so it gets an idea of what is normal so that it can tell you when something is up or down. That adds a complication to pen size and things like that, because you have to account for the animal being in that pen that she's going to get bred in. You know, for a time period, usually seven to fourteen days, wearing that collar before you actually breed her or right. have the chance to, because the collar won't work yet. So that's the biggest thing I see with the heifers that gets gets messed up is that you end up with an overcrowded pen because you build it thinking one thing and then realize that you have to have more in there and they have to be in there earlier than you think. But I love these systems for heifers. I think they're they're excellent.
2: I should say we we use many different ways, uh, and I think some of them are built for different circumstances. You know, some have collars, that's really what they started out with. The first ones that came to the U.S. were really collar-based systems. Uh, we found out, and you talk to other producers, they take a lot of maintenance. Uh, you know, a collar system takes maintenance, it takes time. Uh, some farms, when they first started out, they just bought enough cow uh, collars for just the breeding group, so they were changing collars all the time, taking them off, putting them on, and. Uh, When we started out, we just put the collar on and we left it off. We actually took it off when the cow went dry and then put them back on when they got fresh. And we thought, well, that's kind of a pain too. So now a cow gets a collar, it just stays on as long as it's working. We just, we don't take it off. Yeah, it costs more because you just have to have a collar for everything. Uh, You know, we have some ear tag systems as well, and we put those on it. 14 months, 15 months of age when a heifer is bred, and it just stays on her for her whole life. If As long as the, the sensor works, we just keep it on.
0: How long do they usually work, Brad? I know there's different lifetimes for each system, but...
2: Uh, different lifetimes. I think if you look, you know, some of these systems, usually they give you like a three-year warranty um, with with a sensor so you can get it replaced within a warranty. They do last longer than that. It just depends. On your conditions, you know, I, at some point, you know, I had some of the early tags uh, uh, when we first started seven years ago and the cold winter here would just make them die really fast because there was a battery in them and it just didn't last. So that was kind of the frustration. We were taking tags off or, or collars off all the time just because they were dead because of the cold. They, they're they much better now, they they last longer. You know, I would say they last they can last five to seven years uh, don't don't hold that against me if years don't last that long so i'm not saying no everything.
1: you heard it here folks
2: <laughs> exactly uh <laughs> hold it do. against bradley Brad, for sure. bradley
1: guarantees that yeah. time frame five to seven no
2: years. i don't and then nothing is guaranteed because i've put some sensors on and the thing dies six months later so uh, it happens so Bradley, it, have you
1: ever used the like straps that you would put like around their ankles
2: Oh, yes. Yes. Some people have uh, just a pedometer. So that's just a pedometer. Right. Yeah. Measuring activity. There are a few companies that use that. We have it uh, with our milking system. So that's the newest sensor that we've had for not even a year yet because it's with our milking system. And that one comes with a unique uh, set of reports that is special for pasture-based herds. So Maybe oh. activity activity can be a little bit different in a pasture based herd so yeah. this one maybe works that out a little bit better uh, for pasture based herds
1: yeah and and I have no idea about sensors. Would something like the you know ankle pedometers be less expensive because they're only tracking steps versus you know a collar or a tag or a bolus or you know whatever newfangled thing they have?
2: Yes, I think there's lots of different. So this sensor prices are different for everything. Pedometers would be cheaper on the leg, just because they're only measuring activity. You know, a lot of these sensors, we 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 only think about them for heat detection. Or we're only talking about them, but they can be used for health, uh, feeding, you name it, many different other things.
1: Right, because uh, I know a lot them- of them track rumination. And-
2: right. Some of the more information you want out of them, the more it's going to cost you. And it really, it depends on what your herd goal is. If you're to, if you want to use them for just fertility, and that's what most people want them for is is heat detection. Uh, and you can get them just for heat detection, and they work great. You know, if you don't want to uh, use the rumination and all that, I wish we did more with rumination and uh, health status of, with our tags, but you know, it. It just takes time too to sift through all that stuff every day, and you know we talked about why don't we uh, visually heat detect? Well, we don't have time, and you know we don't have time for somebody to sit at a computer for an hour or more trying to figure out well who's in heat and who's not feeling good, and you know what do we do? So,
1: the one thing grant money can't buy you more time
2: that is correct hmm. that is correct <laughs> i but wish wishing that money takes
0: time away now
2: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. at some point <laughs>
0: there there's a lot of other uses for these activity monitors and I think that's the that's the you know some people buy them thinking I've actually I've seen quite a few people buy them thinking that they will use more than just the activity and I would say it's actually fairly rare um that someone uses more than just the activity I, right. I i think there's a lot of a lot of people like brad said there's not there's not enough time to look at all that data and i think you there especially with the ruminations you have to play around with the sensitivity of of the alerts and things like that because i've seen some where i mean if you if you checked on every cow that it alerted you to it'd be just uh, so much extra work so much extra work I, yeah, Joe, I,
1: you, you're kind of leading into a point I want to make about, you know, and we've talked about this with other things too, in that these sensors are a tool, right? They're not a replacement for management. They are a tool to enhance your management. And so, you know, we see it with, with anything, sensors, robots, etc where people, you know, get them kind of thinking that means they can neglect that or don't have to worry about that, or it will do the job for them. Um, but it's, it's That's not what it's about. Uh, Those things still need to be managed. It just takes a different type of management. And for some management systems, that stuff doesn't work and that's fine. Uh, But I think, you know, that's always my thing because, right, it's money. And we're always talking money. And when you're trying to decide what's going to work for you and what's not, it's like, well, don't spend the money if you're not going to use this the way it's supposed to. Or if you're not going to use it at all.
0: We we see that a lot with... With, I would say, any technology adoption and, and a lot with robotics, for sure, I think people assume, oh, this is going to eliminate uh, work or eliminate labor that, you know, like it, it might Well, change. I think
1: it, yeah, it eliminates it some labor. It yeah. changes labor and it does not eliminate management. It doesn't Nothing eliminate,
0: eliminates. no, it, do, it never eliminates management. And it, it sometimes, some of these technology advancements just change the kind of work you're doing you don't always gain back time. You just change the style of stuff that you're going to be doing.
2: Well, I also think that sometimes producers buy these systems hoping that it's going to fix their repro problem or fix some of the other issues when I think, you know, I'll I'll admit our our preg rate improved when we put in an activity system. It did. And so we got great benefit. But did i expect that it's just going to magically make a whole bunch more cows pregnant and we're going to you know all of a sudden go from a first service conception rate of 40% to 80% that that's no you you got to have realistic goals with these sensor systems they're not just going to magically have great outcomes and it takes time you you can't go in and and all of a sudden you put a sensor system in and you know, a month later, you're just going to have great repro. It doesn't. It takes time and effort to, you know, know what you're looking for because, you know, there's false positives too, or there's false negatives or, you know, you So some of this is you got to look at your cows and look at your management and see what's going on. So,
1: yeah. All and right. I feel like you need to spend time establishing what that baseline is. Like you were saying, especially Brad, how on a pasture system, the cows are doing more activity anyways because they're walking around the pasture and so just knowing what is normal and spending some time to figure out what that level is and then because for every herd it's going to be different
0: oh yeah it is 100% and 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 like Brad said this isn't going to magically fix anything uh, most likely your conception rate will not change uh, i would guess because all this is really helping you do is catch more cows in heat. So your heat detection rate changes. Your conception might not change. So if you can get better heat detection, your preg rate's gonna automatically go up as long as you if conception stays the same. That's the benefit of these systems. And then again, you know, the the labor side of it too and, and the time. So I, I'm a big fan. Like I said, if I had to choose, I would I would use them in heifers all the time. I, I love them in heifers. And then, you know, make your decisions on the cow side based on what you're doing. I'm personally a fan of timed AI, but I recognize that that timed AI is not for everyone and can't be for everyone if you're, if you're talking organic. So, um, it's just, yeah, it's, 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 it's a different tool in the toolbox that you, that you should take advantage of. if If it's something that seems to be like for you, it is an advancement. So there's plenty of people, most of the time, uh, people with technology like this and sensors love to show it off especially if they just got it so ask around see who's got one figure out who you can go see uh talk to as many people as you can to figure out which one is
2: the best for you
1: give give bradley a call that's right hey we'll run down
2: that's right you come up here and see my sensor systems anytime i'll show you all eight of them bradley wants to
0: show (laughs) you his sensors he wants to
1: show me your sensors bradley (laughs)
0: exactly Okay, well, on that, we're going to wrap it before it gets any worse. We're going to be back to repro for sure, talk about timed AI. Uh, We got to get more into the beef side too. Uh, We talked mostly dairy today, so we'll be back to repro over and over again. Probably have an expert on that knows more than us. No one knows more than Bradley about sensors, so probably not an expert in sensors. If you have comments, questions, scathing, rebuttals for us, send them to the room at umn.edu.
1: That's T-H-E-M-O-O-S-R-O-O-M at umn.edu.
0: Go to the website extension.umn.edu. Check us out on Facebook at umn dairy and at umn beef. There is a YouTube channel coming soon. We're working on the videos. You'll get to see intro videos for myself, Emily, and Bradley, so you get to know more about us. So look for that coming soon, fairly soon.
1: In the meantime, you can subscribe to the U of M Extension Farm Safety and Health channel. Just get on YouTube and search for U of M Extension Farm Safety and Health.
0: Perfect. Give that subscription to Emily. She needs it.
1: My job depends on it.
0: One day I'll have sleep again, like like a normal person, maybe. And right about then, we'll probably probably have another kid. Have another so. one?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Ooh. Uh...